genre. Hello and welcome to another Rocky Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Rocky one minute at a time. I am Doug Greenberg. And I'm Jason Haynes. That was a good one. You should do that more often. And joining us from Good Times Great Movies, Doug McCambridge. Hey, Doug, how are you? Yeah, guys, I am so happy to be here to talk about my favorite character in <laughs> cinematic history. I should have prefaced it by saying notorious Paul Panino hater. <laughs> but I, I, I really know. I tried a little new um, when I said my name. One of our friends from work told me that our intro's boring. Boring? Yeah. He said it should be more exciting, like a, like a radio intro, like live from wherever what? we are. Like, you know, yeah, weirdo. So I, I, I wanted to just do that for him. It's Let like, me go get my wacky horn. It's like yeah. five seconds. Who cares? <laughs> <He's> never. <laughs> He's he all he, he listens to a lot of radio, right? But he he doesn't he doesn't even know what a podcast is until we started doing this and he learned about it. So, and and we I, when we were talking about this last night at work, me and him, and we had an, another one of our friends there who was actually on earlier episodes, Chris Dobrowski. Mm-hmm. When when I when TJ said this, Chris was like, "That's ridiculous, man." He's like, "Every podcast <laughs> ever listened to the intro is the intro, whatever. It's not supposed to be like wacky zany intro." So he wants to have a, like a Mike Francesa theme song. He's a so I just I wanted to try that out, put a little enthusiasm into my name. So <laughs> wow. him. I don't want to I don't want to uh, hurt any fans' feelings. So I, you know, yeah. we take requests when he has any requests. Yeah, he wants to try something. True. We're, no, we're that's fine. It, it reminds me of all those wacky morning zoo nonsense that's what he wants, yeah. in the nineties that then Howard Stern destroyed each and every one of those stations. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he wants he wants uh, we're also going to start doing uh fake calls we're going to call people up go. with with fake jokes and oh the war of the roses war of the roses oh, or something classic like that. yeah. that's a classic one. we're going to call people up with rock we're going to have mike kunda call people up as a rocky, <laughs> time it's rocky call up. all right let's jump into it today we are knocking out minute 86 which begins with duke watching rocky unload on the meat and it ends with paulie stumbling up to the house <laughs> I can't even say Paulie without you cringing. <laughs> hey, did you guys ever see a piece of garbage carry a trash can around? Because I did. <laughs> and it's supposed to go the other way around, right? Right. <laughs> that would be a trash can carrying a piece. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Excellent. See what we did there? Yeah, I like it. I like it. So no amateurs. <laughs> well, first, before we, before we start destroying Paulie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we gotta get through what twenty two seconds of Rocky punching meat. Yeah, <laughs> not yeah, again. And, and did the newscaster say her name is Diana Ross? Uh, it's Lewis. Diana Lewis. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. That would have been something, huh? Yeah. She like doesn't want to use her real name, so she's like, "What can I use, Diana Ross? <laughs> Nobody's ever heard of that name before." <laughs> I, I love it. His fists are just—they are. Soaked in blood, and he's just out of breath. He doesn't even say anything. It's pretty great. And if I saw a newscast like that, I'd be mm-hmm. all in on this fighter. Yeah, I love his bloody hands. Yeah. When I was a kid, I didn't realize it was from him punching the meat. I thought it was like he he cut his hands open, which that would that would <laughs> that would have been a lot of blood. You just routinely slice your hands <laughs> open. That's part of prepping for yeah. a fight, I guess. <laughs> 
Uh, before we leave the meat house, you want to have? Do you have any comments on his uh, the scene, the training? Wait, who are you talking to? Me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Yeah, just, no, and I know it's going to get confusing with two Dugs as well. I don't know. Right. But anyway, I no, I it's it's iconic. I mean, there this this film is an iconic film, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea of punching meat, it's been spoofed and and just done to death in in other forms of media and other films. I think it's the most bizarre form of training ever but mm-hmm. it's smart it's different it's unique and and i love it because of that as far as training goes it's pretty effective i mean it's you're punching the ribs of a cow yeah, it like can't be that person yeah right it's got yeah, but same- i don't like you're punching bone right is there bone in there like it can't be safe I believe cows do have bones. I'm well, I'm not a farmer, but I, I, I don't think we'll debone before. You know, I don't. I don't quite understand the slaughtering process and, and where where these giant hunks of meat are in the process at this point. What they're missing seems, is the skin. It also seems extremely unsanitary. Like, you yeah, you're, somebody's going to buy that that meat yeah. at some point. Yeah, I said last. Uh, last week that it's hardly uh, uh, an endorsement for the company. Oh, I, I imagine people watching the news are like, what the hell? I get my meat there. I'm not going there anymore. <laughs> do you think that after this movie came out that any other boxers wanted to do this and like went to their local meat killing place and were like, hey, can I come in and punch the meat a little? And they threw them out. And they were like, no, this is not a movie. This is not rock. Get the <laughs> can, I, can I punch? Can you punch the meat? What? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, to, I, I would I, imagine I, there had to be. Oh, go ahead. There had to be at least <laughs> one person, oh, at least sure. one that went to the meat place and tried to punch the meat. I'm sure. I mean, I would. I would hope that their trainer would stop them before it got to that point. But <laughs> I'm sure people did this. Of course, you know, you're going to copy. I remember after I saw the Karate Kid, I thought I knew karate from watching a movie. <laughs> Were you doing the wax on, wax off thing? Oh, I just stood there in that crane position. I was like, I'm sure I could kick anybody's ass now. <laughs> uh, the funny thing about the crane position is, is if you watch the John Adelson documentary. King of the Underdogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they have the the guy who was the um the guy who was like the technical like karate guy who taught all the karate and did all the karate in the movie Karate Kid. And he invented the crane technique and he, you know, says that this is absolutely a worthless <laughs> worthless move <laughs> that would never work. Don't ever try it. It's it's it does not work. It was just for show. I, I mean it it is Solely dependent upon your opponent running directly into your foot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, there's no like sleight of hand there. Or <laughs> no, no, you're standing still. Your opponent knows what you're gonna do, and yet face first lunges yeah. toward your foot. Like if if you know, I know this is not the Karate Kid podcast, but if anything, like I'm not a, you know a fighter, but. You just wait it out a couple seconds because eventually yeah. he's gonna get tired of standing on one leg. <laughs> just hold on a few seconds and wait. Where I or maybe get down and sweep out that leg like from a low. Yes. But yeah, they, it was the, the guys like they made it just for like the dramatic effect. Like it was, it's completely useless. Do you think anybody after watching Karate Kid went got into a fight and tried? <laughs> <laughs> 
Probably. I, yeah, I may have tried. It wasn't successful. At what, like eight <laughs> years old, nobody was going to fight me. <laughs> all right. All right. So, all right. So we see Paulie stumbling up the street, carrying a Christmas wreath, humming the first Noel. Mm-hmm. I'd love get... to think that he just took that wreath yeah. off of someone's door. Just going to ask did. where he got that from. <laughs> he took it off someone's house on the way home, off the fence or something. Mm hmm. <laughs> And uh, he obviously doesn't know the words to the first Noel because he doesn't he doesn't mention any articulable no. words. No. No, he's doing a little da dum da 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 dum kind of thing. I mean, most of his dialogue is incomprehensible. Yes. <laughs> this movie anyway. <laughs> I was watching with the subtitles on just so I could get all the oh yeah shit he was saying. But I love his drunk walk. Ashes his cigar in the street. He almost falls off the curb. He picks up the garbage can that's laying on the sidewalk and almost falls over the gate, drops his hat, leans over the gate to get it. It's, mm-hmm. He's just a great drunk. Yeah. And I'm not 100% sure that he wasn't drunk in this scene. Oh, I assume throughout shooting, he was just <laughs> hammered. Because how do you play a drunk that well? No, and he does a really good job. That is, strangely enough, that's one of my weird pet peeves with movies is when people are playing drunk and it is so over-the-top ridiculous, mm-hmm. and they're slurring their words, and they can barely speak, but he plays a good drunk. I think he plays a great drunk. Yeah. Huh? Before um, they shot the scene, he was practicing walking up the street, practicing his drunk walk, and uh, a real drunk that happened to be in the neighborhood came up to him and said, that's not how you walk drunk. So Bert Young says, well, then show me. So the guy stumbled up to the house just like Paulie was supposed to do. And that's how Burt Young learned. He's, he mimicked that guy's movements. I love that during shooting of a major motion picture, a drunk just wanders onto I set. <laughs> he did say that that uh, some of the crew tried to stop the guy, but Burt Young was like, no, you come on, you have something to say? So that's, yeah. <laughs> guy just stumbles up to an actor who's shooting a scene. It's pretty great. What else we got here? Um, uh, that's pretty much it. That's, that's where Jesus. the scene ends. You know, he takes yeah, the, he almost falls over the little like waist high gate, like the little, fence. I love that. Yeah. yeah. He, I, he drops I don't his know head. what he's, yeah, right. He drops his hat and picks it up and almost tumbles over into the garbage can. That's another thing. Who carries a garbage can in that fashion? He's like cradling it in his arm. It's a garbage can. Instead of grabbing it by the handle and dragging it like a normal human yeah, being. Like, well, it's late. Maybe right. he won't wake anybody up. Yeah, it's a relatively small can, so you're not going to drag it because you'd have to crouch down. But you could still lift that up by the handle. You don't need to wrap your entire yeah. arm around it. <laughs> right, it's empty. So it it's doesn't light. even have a lid either. What made him lean over the gate? In the first place, he just, just falls. He stumbled. Yeah, he just, <laughs> yeah, he just stumbled. Yeah, and he drops his hat, picks it up. Uh, yeah, still carrying the wreath, the garbage can. Drops his hat. He's picking the hat up. That's I assume just, the actual drunk did the the same thing, and he said, "Listen, I'm just gonna go beat by beat. I'm gonna emulate everything <laughs> this actual drunk did." He did specifically mention the drunk leaning over the gate like that. Okay. So <laughs> I don't know about the garbage can or the Christmas wreath, but we'll take it. Yeah. I like to think that this is just him excusing the fact that he was drunk. And he's like, uh, yeah, a, a drunk <laughs> Show showed up and uh, showed me how to act drunk. <laughs> People tried to stop him. He still got on set. 
I'd love to see an interview with Sly where he's like, well, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> what happened? You know, you're right when you say that a lot of times in movies, people overdo the whole drunk thing. I think drunk do. drunk is probably a hard. Drunk is a hard thing sure. to do because you, you can overdo it. He's very, easily. very easy. I've watched a lot of movies where you're looking and you're like, they're really overdoing this. Yeah. But, right. you know, some, he pulls it off well, mm-hmm. though. I agree. All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's, this is a light one. A lot of walking. So uh, why don't you, Doug, tell us like your your relationship with Paulie? Like, I don't, where did this seething hatred come from? I don't have a relationship. Um, <laughs> for my podcast, we it was our it was our fourth episode, and for our fourth episode, we did Rocky Four, and. I hadn't seen these films in so long and it was one of those things where that's the, that's the movie where he has a bizarre relationship with his sex robot or whatever it is that they get him. And (laughs) at one point he's listening to the chipmunks on a walk. Like he just Mm -hmm. seems like a, a, a weird man child at that point. But it made, it reminded me of the fact that he is a terrible monstrous character. And later in this scene, we see that like there's a scene where he hits Adrian and for whatever reason, Rocky doesn't knock his teeth down his throat. He's, Mm -hmm. he's a rough, rough character. And I know why he's there. I get it, but he's just a buffoon. But even more than that, he's a pretty terrible individual. And he also outlives everybody. Like Adrian dies in this series and you still have that stumble bum idiot wandering yeah. around. <laughs> and, and he hasn't changed no. at all at that point. We definitely agree with you. I mean, he, he yeah. is an, an unlikable guy. Yeah. Right. And, um, my, he's a and my co-host just, she just, you know, just shrugs everything off as, oh, well, he's, you know, he's sloppy. He's just a sloppy, drunk <laughs> weirdo, and he's not very smart. I get that to a certain degree, but he doesn't have to act like an asshole. Yeah, he's like an asshole a lot. If he was like a real life person, yeah. we would despise oh, yeah. him. If he was a guy in your life that you knew or knew from the, the neighborhood or wherever. You would hate that. Oh, yeah, he's yeah he he's nice. that guy who yeah. walks into a bar and you're like, oh shit! I hope he doesn't come over and start. <laughs> <talking to me." laughs> exactly, but for some reason, Rocky feels the need to save him. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't think he saves him. He feels the need to save him though because he doesn't really save. Him. He doesn't do anything for him as we're going to find that in a few minutes. Like Paulie wants a lot of things from Rocky. Rocky doesn't give him anything, and he says, "Well, we'll get yeah. there." Never mind. Well, in spite of everything. After every incident, altercation that they have, in the end, they're still friends. Yeah, and you're saying he doesn't give him anything or he doesn't get anything from him. But, you know, if you look beyond this film, yeah, he's just riding Rocky's coattails. Oh, the whole way. Yeah, Yeah, from this point. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Up to this point, I was more or less. Yeah, from this point on. But I think Paulie ends up giving back, He, He, you know. Uh, kind of an asshole. Bro, I'm waiting for what? an example. <laughs> he brings a he brings a wreath around every Christmas from a from a bar he stole it from. We're waiting, Jay. Um, there's that moment. No. <laughs> well, he gets a lot of uh, uh, good talks, like in uh, Rocky Four, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, oh, when Rocky Balboa. You know, 
He says some nice I mean, things. to be to be fair, <laughs> to be fair, in Rocky Four, he does try and have uh, Apollo avoid being killed. He's the only one. Well, not the only one. No, mm-hmm. Sly's the only one who says, uh, "Let's see how this plays out." <laughs> Everybody else is like, "You got to throw in the towel, buddy." <laughs> Sly him. pretty much just kills oh, Apollo yeah. Creed. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. So, but this is not Rocky Four. I think we need to move on. Right. Yeah. 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 Let's well, wait a couple years for that one. So, uh, you mentioned your podcast. What exactly do you do on that? Uh, so, what we do, uh, my co-host Jamie Lorello and uh, myself. Every two weeks, we cover a film from the 80s, and we try and tie it into either a particular theme, or if it's an actor's birthday, or uh, the the anniversary of their death, which sounds morbid, uh, we'll cover one of their films then. So it's it's pretty snarky. If you like this, you know, if you like hearing me rail against Polly, uh, check it out. You can you can find it wherever you wherever you find podcasts, wherever you're listening to this. Just look for good times, great movies. I know it's a lot to type in, but go for it. The 80s is the decade for movies, so you do them all, right? All the, the, oh, the classics, the staples. We do, we do great films. Well, I don't know about great. We do okay films. We, I was going to say, I don't know if there's any great movies in the 80s. They're all just really good. Well, I mean, if you're <laughs> like, I mean, if you're talking about like my dinner with Andre or something, okay, you know, yeah, we haven't covered that, but um. Most How do you snark that one? Right. Up, most know? of it's just nonsense from our childhood that we look back on fondly and we revisit and go, oh, you know what? Labyrinth is kind of shitty. <laughs> I, I like to disagree with you guys. I think the greatest movie of all time is from the 80s. Uh, and what's that? Robocop? No. Okay. Mannequin. <laughs> it's my favorite oh, movie. Dude, we did Mannequin. <laughs> <laughs> You, we did it. You should check it out. Uh, I'm gonna go find it. Uh, yeah, go go check it out. That's great. If you trash it though, uh, it's gonna we're gonna have a problem. <laughs> there are two people doing the podcast. I think there are two very different opinions of that movie. <laughs> I love that movie. Just on the other day, I- so you you guys pretty much do what you know me and Jay do. We talk a yeah. lot about movies, so. I mean, we just we talk about one movie, really. Well, <laughs> not on the podcast. I'm saying you do you do what me and Jay normally do, like off the air, right? But with a microphone in front of you. Oh yeah, it's just it's one of those things where she and I we were old friends from college, and we just sort of uh, drifted apart as you do over the years, and and it was one of those things where you know we'd talk on the phone once a month for an hour, an hour and a half at a, at a time. And this is the same shit we talk about on the phone. Like, like yeah, the, right, yeah. the, and then we were like, we should maybe just start recording this nonsense. So yeah, that's, that's where it came from. And that's why we do it. Like we would literally do it. If no one was listening, we'd still do it. That's awesome. Well, it is a good podcast. I've caught a few episodes and it's quite entertaining. So everybody go check them out. Good times, great movies. And as for us, we're Rocky Minute on Twitter. Our Facebook group is Mighty Mix. Yes, it is. <clears throat> Our host website is duelinggenre.com. And um, yeah, swing by iTunes, give us a review. Five stars, if you don't mind. Things like that help the podcast out and put it in more ear holes. So if you don't mind. Uh, all right, come back tomorrow for a brand new episode of Rocky Minute.